Uh, we all are searching for things. There's none that seeketh after God. Um, but everyone uh, wants um, to have, uh, they're seeking to have a voice, uh, that to have uh, value. Um, I think hope uh, is something that everyone wants that not everybody can have. And, and when you think about emotional well-being, uh, our, our take on the scriptures and God being in control, as a Bible-believing Christian, I believe we're the only ones that can have that. Uh, I don't think a lost person uh, can truly find uh, satisfaction uh, that they want in life. Uh, it's hard for them to find uh, true purpose uh, because they're serving self. And uh, in trying to find self-enlightenment, uh, and the only thing we can do is get that uh, through the Lord. And so uh, we, uh, as Christians, are blessed uh, because uh, we have Jesus in our life uh, and we have all that Jesus has given us uh, in the Word of God, uh, in the Spirit of God, uh, etc. Uh, so looking at this passage of Scripture, I want to kind of clue in on one word or phrase from verse number 2 uh, as we look at um, or remember uh, our Savior. And it says, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Uh, when we look at this passage of scripture, we envision, um, I do, you know, uh, we're, you know, heaven uh, and the, the saints of old, everybody, I feel like everybody's watching me uh, when I think of being encompassed about by a cloud of witnesses and that illustration, uh, I, I kind of apply that to my life. Not be, that I'm trying to perform for them, but uh, we've all thought, we all say things like, you know, so-and-so is watching us from heaven and we don't, we don't know that to be true. Uh, but we do know that uh, we are being viewed uh, in a certain respect uh, by a cloud of witnesses. And what all that entails, I don't know. But I do know this. Uh, if, uh, if they're watching, uh, I want to I do right, and I want to do right by them. And we're running a race. We know that analogy from Scripture, and we're to run that race uh, with patience. We're to strive uh, lawfully, and God uses uh, the, the sport-type analogy uh, that we apply and we remove weights uh, that easily beset us, uh, that scripture uh, is important. And we ought to look at our lives. And anything that is interfering with our walk with our Savior, uh, should, we should take a hard look at it. Uh, there are things that we should get rid of uh, in our life. Uh, not just stuff, not just things, not just goals uh, or um, a, a purpose. You heard that expression, you're, you're climbing the ladder. Uh, but there are, a lot of, there are a lot of people who spend their whole life climbing the ladder and, and realize it's leaning against the wrong wall. Uh, and, and so they'll make value choices, maybe change their career. You know, they were a Microsoft executive and now they're, you know, uh, they do goat yoga uh, in uh, Montana or something. Uh, and uh, they just had a, a life change uh, and, and, and because their perspective on life has changed. One thing that does that is when you get uh, bad health news. Uh, and I always, uh, in trying to uh, connect that to our life in Christ, all of us, we're all terminal. Uh, it's at, at one point, we're all going to die. Uh, and we all should live like we got that bad news. Uh, what, how our purpose and perspectives change when we realize that we only have a short time to live. Uh, why not live that way anyway? Uh, I'm not talking about, you know, 
you know, running up your credit cards and, uh, and doing all your bucket list items and leaving the bill for whoever uh, after you're gone, uh, but, uh, but spending time with people who matter and uh, making sure that we're, we're spending time with those that we love, uh, serving the Lord. Uh, and he could come back at any moment. And if he doesn't come back, uh, all of us are going to be, uh, we're all going to go to the grave. Uh, and we should be serving him with our life. So looking unto Jesus, we think of uh, keeping our eyes uh, on him. Uh, but that word uh, or phrase, looking unto Jesus, the word looking there has a, a, a sense to it uh, in, uh, in Scripture uh, that's almost more like looking, uh, looking unto Jesus, but it has uh, looking unto him undistracted. What that means, kind of in a way, is almost like looking away uh, from things that are here, looking away from that and looking unto Him. That's the sense of it. It's not just keeping our eyes on Him. That's the positive side of that. But the other part is taking our eyes off of other things uh, and placing them on the Lord to look away from ourselves, uh, to look away from uh, our weaknesses uh, and uh, our troubles and uh, our, the world, uh, looking away from the cares of the world, looking unto Him, undistracted. Uh, we find that analogy elsewhere uh, when we are to uh, endure hardest as a good soldier, uh, and no one that warreth entangleth himself with the affairs of this world. We know that as a principle. We know it's applied uh, in many different ways, obviously, in the military uh, with soldiers. Uh, but we're pilgrims and we're ambassadors. Uh, we're just passing through. Our life is a vapor. Uh, and uh, we know that to be true, but we are so distracted. Uh, and everything distracts us. Every shiny little thing in the world, and we get out of focus uh, with where we should be. So if you think when you read this passage, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of my faith, it's looking unto him, but it also means looking away from uh, the stuff that would distract us. Uh, the average Christian is completely distracted uh, by the things of the world, the cares of the world, uh, and uh, pretty much everything. Uh, we should be on guard uh, always uh, in looking to Jesus. Uh, and we look to Him uh, for a number of things. This isn't part of the message, but we look to Christ uh, in salvation. Uh, we look, to, we look to at Christ in sanctification. Uh, he helps us as we run that race, as we strive. Uh, there's things we do uh, in the sanctification process there's a whole lot of things that God does uh, during that process. And we look for Christ in glorification. We're looking for that blessed hope, waiting for Him uh, to appear, the trump, the sound. And wouldn't that be awesome uh, for that to take place uh, right away? Uh, and that should be the desire of our heart. Uh, but we're looking for Him. We're occupying until He comes. So tonight, just briefly, I've got five uh, things uh, about uh, our great Savior uh, that we're going to look at. Uh, and uh, the first one we're going to find, well, we'll just read uh, over in Romans. Uh, yeah, in fact, you don't even have to turn there, Romans 3.23. Uh, what, is, what does that verse say? For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We touched briefly on that this morning because we're at enmity uh, with the Lord. Uh, and uh, we're the enemy before we get saved, the enemy of Christ. Uh, if we're not born again, we're of our father, the devil. Uh, and those who are saved now have a, a heavenly father. Uh, God loves everybody. Not everybody uh, is his child. There's distinction, uh, and it's not a distinction without a difference. I mean, there's a big difference. Uh, you're either born again and on your way to heaven, 
adopted into the family of God, or you're of the father of the devil. You're not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. Uh, the preaching of Christ is foolishness uh, to an individual that's without Christ. Uh, and they are um, they're on a pathway, uh, a broad one that God describes uh, as a pathway to destruction. Uh, so they're different, there's different paths. Uh, as a Christian, as a believer, um, everything that God does, as I look at Scripture, is good. God is always good. Uh, he's all, all the time He is good. Remember that, you know, if you're hiding from a burglar, all they got to do is say, God is good, and you'll say, all the time, and they'll find you uh, as you're hiding uh, in the closet somewhere. Uh, but it's, it's sometimes popular for Christians to blame God for when bad things happen. Uh, and to me, that's a sign of spiritual immaturity and maybe also just a sign of just a lack of understanding about who God is and uh, his character and his attributes, things that are inconsistent uh, with the, the character of God. But remember, every, um, every good thing we have, we read that this morning, every good and perfect gift is from above. Uh, everything that is good about us, every good thing that we have in our lives and around us, all of it is a gift from God. Uh, none of us uh, are a product. Uh, we're not responsible for, for really any of the good things in life. Now, we know uh, we can live, do right. There's natural things. I mean, you can be, we, 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 we understand the law of sowing and reaping. We want, uh, we want people to be kind to us, then we, we sow kindness. And we want love, we sow love. And there's a, there's a part of all of that that we participate in, but we give glory to God for everything that is good. Uh, because we know uh, as uh, without Him and without the Holy Spirit, uh, there's just not a whole lot of good uh, in us. Uh, we are inherently bad, as we discussed uh, this morning. Uh, the bad uh, that happens in our life, it's all on us. Uh, it's, it could be a result of the choices that we make in life, the fruit of our own way, the book of Proverbs. Um, there are things that take place in our life that are ordained of God. We, we, as a Christian, we look at that's God doing something for us, not to us. Uh, and by the way, it's, uh, per, per, perception is king in everything in life. And how you perceive things to be uh, really dictates your spirit and attitude uh, about all of those things. And when you realize that God's not out to get you, uh, he's, not, he's not waiting to punish you every second of every day, uh, that his, he's bringing to, to an expected end, but he knows your frame, uh, and he knows your butt dust, uh, and, and he, he, um, he, he, he knows uh, you uh, better than you, uh, by the way, better than anybody else. So the bad results that we have in our life come from choices uh, that we make apart from God's will. We get outside of God's will with choices that we make. And then there's consequences, yes. Uh, but there's also, um, we have to make decisions that we wouldn't have to have made uh, otherwise. And, uh, and uh, it's usually all on us. We can recognize that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Uh, and, uh, but through it all, um, God is always good. He is always just. Um, God is always righteous. Uh, um, you think of the story of Job uh, in Scripture. Um, life of the Apostle Paul, Joseph, uh, a great example of what man meant for evil, God meant for good. It doesn't mean that we do bad things because God's going to work it all out because he doesn't always do it that way. 
uh, at least not to the way that we would want him to do it. Uh, but um, the first thing is we remember God, the greatest Savior, is that God is good. He is always good. Uh, he is never bad. He's never, he's never done something to you uh, in, uh, in a respect that was done out of anger uh, or, uh, or whatever. Uh, everything that has happened in your life uh, is just uh, and righteous from a righteous God. He doesn't make mistakes. Uh, and we should never, as a Christian, ever blame God. Why are you doing this to me? And in uh, in raising a, an angry fist at God because everything God does is good. You say, Pastor, what about you know a little baby um, that uh, that that passes away? God is always just. God is always righteous. Amen. And there's a part of us as Christians should should when that type of thing happens, doesn't surprise God. Uh, and God's ways are higher than our ways. I don't know why God allows for a family uh, to, uh, to uh, hope for and dream for and, and have goals and aspirations and to look and for, for God to take that child. But God is a gracious God. And uh, for whatever his reasons, and we might not know that when we get to heaven, but um, probably one of the biggest gracious things that God can do for, for, for anyone uh, in today's day and time uh, is to take us out of this sin-sick world. And um, but but uh, lost people don't have that perspective. Um, they look at uh, that at death as tragic, or that someone's been robbed of time that, that they could have uh, spent on earth, and what could they have been, and on and on. And we have uh, people who think all those things. God is always just. God is always righteous. Amen. We might not understand it, and never understand it. Uh, and uh, and and but uh, but we have to believe the the word of God. That God is good. Not only is God good, uh, but He is able. Uh, let's turn to Ephesians uh, chapter number three, uh, and we'll look at um, one verse there as we did uh, from Ephesians four this morning. Uh, but not only is God good, and we need to remember that because we forget. Um, when you're going through a difficult time, it's easy for a devout Christian uh, to forget that God is good, uh, to look at our circumstances, um, and and to be angry at God for allowing those things in our life. By the way, it's natural. That's a natural reaction to, uh, to things. But um, the carnal, fleshly reactions that we have to the stimuli uh, in our life, we, are, we can choose um, which way that we respond to that. Uh, and, and God wants us to, to think, to contemplate, uh, to uh, some people say, ruminate uh, on the word of God and to understand and know that he is a sovereign God and that he is in control. And what I don't understand and all the questions in my life and the mysteries that are there, uh, God has it, God knows it, understands it, uh, and uh, we just have to trust him by faith. God is good, but God is also able. Uh, verse 20 says this, Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power uh, that worketh in us. Uh, God is able to do uh, exceeding abundant. That's one of my favorite verses in all the Bible. It's not like, um, you know, God can do more than, than you expect. It's exceeding abundantly. Uh, and I don't know uh, uh, what that phrase would be in, in uh, English and, uh, and uh, everything else, but it's just good. Uh, and, uh, uh, and, and I'm thankful for that. There's nothing that's impossible with God. Uh, the, this, by the way, the size of our vision that we have for God is proportional to the size of your God. Um, if, uh, for example, um, you've heard somebody say, um, 
maybe not to you, but they say you've said it to somebody else, or is God bigger than your cigarettes? You know, is God bigger than your this or bigger than that? Um, uh, we've, had, we've had people say, you know, I, I'd like to, I think God wants me to sing in the choir. Uh, and I say, well, you got to wear a dress or wear a tie, and, and then they get all bent out of shape and leave the church. And I think, isn't God bigger than that? You know, if God's called you to do something um, uh, at, at Berean Baptist Church, <laughs> uh, where, where, uh, uh, where I'm the pastor, uh, then uh, it just amazes me how, how much God speaks to people, uh, and then, uh, then all of a sudden, I guess he didn't. Uh, but God's bigger than that. We've got, we have to think big picture in all of the areas of our life. Uh, and so how big, you know, how big is your God? My God, the Bible says, can do exceedingly abundantly than what I ask or think. He can do more. He can, he can do greater. Uh, and, and by the way, uh, when it comes to our service for God, didn't Jesus say that we can do greater works? Uh, we, God, uh, God can do such tremendous things if we're just willing uh, to serve him. So I think about Memorial Day and the greatest sacrifice that God has made for us and uh, his son Jesus. I uh, try to remember the, great, the greatest savior, that, that God uh, who is good all the time, he is also able. Uh, number three, turn with me to Proverbs chapter number three uh, and verse number five and six. Are you with me? Say amen. We're, we're, going, we're going faster. I'm going to try to get you out of here before seven o'clock. I've been really long-winded uh, lately. I understand that. And, uh, but uh, <laughs> uh, I know, say, so keep it coming. But someone's like, no, 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 don't stop. Don't just say that. Uh, and uh, so um, God is good. God is able, but God is also wisdom. Uh, and, uh, and the fear of the Lord is the beginning uh, of wisdom. But notice what the Bible says in, in Proverbs 3, verse 5 and 6. And many of you have this memorized. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. And lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. There's no better path than God's path uh, for our life. Uh, we know that God you know, plucks us from the, uh, uh, the pit and, uh, and uh, saves us and quickens us. Uh, we know that we're on a, a path that leads to destruction. We know we're to repent. We're going in this direction, and we, we turn and we go the other way. In fact, he says, if a man puts his hand to the plow and turns back, he's not fit for the kingdom of God. He says, remember Lot's wife. Three words uh, that will help you uh, in your Christian life uh, if you just think, I'm, I'm, I'm going this way. In, in fact, the, uh, God balanced that, that out with saying that somebody, who, somebody that was... Um, with us, and no, they were no longer, they, they weren't, what does it say? Uh, if they weren't, if they've left us, they were not of us. Uh, and uh, there's this aspect in Scripture that when you're saved and sincerely saved, you endure and you, and you, and you persevere uh, and you, you continue forward and you endure hardness uh, and, you, and, and you last and you don't quit uh, and you're strengthened in those things. Uh, and somebody who isn't saved, they don't. Uh, and uh, it isn't a big mystery, and it's not, that we, if, it's not that we do all these things and then God lets us into heaven. He's just saying people that are going to get into heaven, they do all those things. That's part of their, of their life, and it's evidence of the fact that they're saved uh, and born again. There's no better path to follow than God's path. Uh, when, when we are looking to make difficult decisions, um, there's no better choice than to make you know, God's choice for our life. Many of the things we say we pray about, we really don't really pray about them. Um, we, uh, I think it's true that um, the steps of a good man are ordered uh, of the Lord uh, or by the Lord. 
And, and so as, if we just try to be good Christians that God orders, or if we, if we trust in the Lord with our heart and we don't lean on our own understanding, uh, some of the worst things we, get, we can say in, in reference to discerning the will of God for our life is, well, I think, you know, well, I know that's what the Bible says, but uh, we, we lean that way. And there's that expression, the way you're leaning is the way you're going to fall. And when we're leaning on our own understanding, you mark it down, um, our understanding is flawed. Um, it's often not tempered by the Spirit of God and the Word of God. Uh, and uh, in fact, I just heard another preacher this last week talking about uh, people making decisions. Uh, and if you, if, if you can make a decision and you've got, you don't have a place in the Bible that God helped you with in making that decision, you probably didn't make the right decision. Um, God speaks to us through his word. I'd much rather have somebody say, God, uh, I mean, God told me that I need to move to, you know, Alaska. Uh, and uh, I was reading in Proverbs, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and, and it might not even make any sense to me, but it makes more sense than somebody who's not reading the Bible. Because God speaks to us through uh, his word. If you're not in the Bible, um, he's not talking to you. Uh, he's not mystical and magical, and we don't believe in all that stuff. Uh, often the, a difficult choice uh, can be the right choice uh, if it's in the will of God. Uh, God in Him, in His Word, is wisdom. Uh, he is a great God, but He doesn't leave us uh, to our to our own uh, to ourselves and our own devices. Uh, he'll guide us and direct us. Uh, we just got to get out of the way. Um, you know, uh, is our way is not always the right way. Our way, my way, is not always the right way. You know, uh, it's it, it has to be God's way. If God's not in it, it's not good. Uh, and I don't know how many lives uh, that I've seen um, get destroyed uh, because they, they get out from underneath uh, the protection of God uh, in His Word and do what they want to do uh, and, and crash and burn. Now, God can take that mess uh, and turn it into something for His glory. Uh, we all know that. But we can't, we can't um, God's not obligated uh, to get us out of the messes that we, that we uh, dig ourselves into. When he does, he, he's a gracious God and wonderful. But even when uh, we have forgiveness, there's still consequences. Uh, and there are, there are still uh, uh, decisions and things that aren't uh, the best decisions that we have to make. I think of uh, you know, God's ideals. As a Christian, as a pastor, I want to preach, here's what God's ideals are, um, right? We, we know he made man and woman. Uh, there's not 50 million genders uh, it's man and woman. He intends for them to marry uh, and, uh, and, and then multiply and replenish the earth to have children. When we get outside of God's, God's um, uh, line in, in the way that he wants that, we get outside of his will. Uh, now we have other decisions. People get married uh, and uh, when maybe that wasn't the best decision because there's a child. Uh, there, you maybe uh, they don't like uh, that person anymore, but now they have a child and they're, they're, they're together whether they like it or not, uh, for, for the rest of their lives uh, to that extent. Uh, and so when we make uh, a bad decision, uh, it could not. Remember, every child is a heritage of the Lord. All right, every child. Um, but God has an ideal, and that's a man, a woman, they get married, they have physical relationships, baby comes from that. You raise that baby in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Uh, and when, we, when we, we get baby before marriage or we get this or that or all the different stuff, uh, now we have to make decisions um, that we wouldn't have had to made, uh, make otherwise. Everybody understands? Amen. Uh, so God is good. 
He's always good. He's always just. He's always righteous. Uh, he's, he's, he's not out to get us. Uh, he, he loves us. Uh, and we just need to, we're his workmanship created in Christ Jesus. Uh, we have to, we're, he's the potter, we're the clay. Uh, there's part of our, we just got to sit back and just let him mold and shape us. But we're, we're always like this, pushing back against God. We're, we're saying to the, uh, to the potter, why hast thou made me thus? Uh, we don't like pressure. Uh, and, and, you know, most of us, have you ever, how many have you ever done like the whole pottery wheel and, you know, whatever? I made a, uh, I actually made an ashtray <laughs> uh, when, uh, when I was in junior high school uh, in uh, home economics, I think it was, and we're doing all the different stuff. And um, I wanted to make like a candle holder, but it kept flopping over and uh, too much pressure. And, and I kind of feel that I, much of my life has been, you know, God and then, uh, you know, and not any from any mistake that he's made. But it's me getting off the wheel. Uh, and, and, and God has formed and reshaped me in and, and all, all these things, all these years. God is good. God is able. God, God is wisdom. But one of the wonderful blessings uh, of being a Christian is God is present. Uh, look with me over to uh, Hebrews 13 uh, and uh, verse number 5. The Bible says, let your conversation be without covenants. By the way, uh, you know, we think of our theme is, you know, our conversation needs to be as becoming the gospel of Christ. Uh, it, it, our walk with God, God has expectations um, for every Christian. Uh, and, uh, and it's the will of God. So it's the will of God, by the way, uh, to, to, to walk without covetousness and to be content with such things uh, as ye have. Uh, and, uh, and it's curious to me because we understand what biblical contentedness is. Uh, Paul teaches us that in Philippians. Um, I, I've heard it described contentedness is wanting what you have, uh, not coveting what you don't have. Uh, so it's like God, God, what he gives us, uh, we're happy with uh, because God is good. Uh, and, and he gives to us, by the way, um, in proportion to what we've given uh, the law of sowing and reaping, uh, when we're not faithful in our stewardship, he doesn't give us more. Uh, we have all those, uh, those examples uh, in Scripture. But when he's talking about um, to be, being content with, with such things as I have, uh, and, uh, and there's a, a colon there, but he says, For he has said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. Um, when I read that, one of the things I have is God. Uh, and God should be enough. Um, being content uh, in my life is to realize God, God is enough. Um, he's the only one I have to please. Uh, if, if everything, like, you know, you think of Job, everything's been taken away from you. And you're, and you're in sackcloth and ashes, head to toe, covered in boils. Uh, and, uh, you know, most Christians, um, five seconds into that, they're cursing God. Why letting this happen to me? On, 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 on. Um, if, for a believer, God has to be enough. Um, that, so uh, if, uh, you know, you're single, um, God's got to be enough. Uh, when you're married, God is bigger, uh, and, and He is the greatest love of our life. Uh, and, uh, and so if you're not getting along with your spouse and you're struggling in your marriage uh, and you don't know what to do, um, you've, you, you have to be content in your walk with God and in, in, in your love for him, your conversation uh, with him. 
Uh, you've got to focus on that. By the way, the, the key to fixing any marriage is, is both of you submitting to one another in the fear of the Lord. What's, what the problem is there's no fear of the Lord there. Uh, and, and when you talk about the fear of the Lord and what all that is, that's pretty, uh, that's pretty involved. Uh, but um, when, when, when we follow the pattern that God uh, has laid out for us in Scripture to have a, a, a godly marriage, uh, God, has to, God has to be present. Uh, in that. And when his presence isn't felt in our life, it's all on us. Um, we know that the Bible says that he'll, in verse 5 here that he'll never leave us uh, nor forsake us. Uh, we know that Jesus promised in Matthew, uh, he said, And lo, I'll be with you always, uh, even unto the end of the earth. Uh, we know again. Uh, that, uh, that he is uh, a friend that sticks closer than a brother, uh, and, and we can be as close to God. As we as we want to be when we're walking through valleys, uh, you know, we're um, we're not to fear evil uh, and because he uh, is there. Uh, And so God is good. uh, God is able. God is wisdom. God is present. Uh, He is he is always there under the juniper tree. Uh, the Bible says in hell lifted up my eyes and thou art there. The presence of God is everywhere. There's no place that we can go where God's present is. Uh, presence is uh, not at. And so uh, God uh, is a present God. And, and to know um, that he is there. One of the, one of the uh, not benchmarks, but a character trait uh, in parenting, right? Um, or in any relationship, for that matter, is presence. Just being there. That people say on a hospital visit, um, hey, Pastor, that must be the hardest thing you do to sit somebody, with somebody in the hospital. And I said, no, it isn't, uh, because all I've got to do is be present. Um, God is always present. Uh, he, he is always there. Uh, and uh, and uh, when we don't know that, it's because, again, we're distracted. Um, we're not walking with God. Uh, we should be uh, in an attitude and a spirit of prayer. Uh, we should feel God's presence. We should recognize God's presence in everything. Not just like when you almost got hit on I-5. Uh, and, uh, oh, God was there. and God, He's always there. All right. Uh, and, uh, and maybe, uh, maybe as, if we recognize that uh, more often, we'll, we'll feel it. It'll be more manifest uh, in our life. And number five uh, in our challenge for tonight is uh, we have a mission uh, to help others not to forget how good God is and not to forget how, how God is able and how God is wisdom and God is present. By the way, this is not an exhaustive list or a lot of things. There are many people who do not realize um, the gift, uh, not just in salvation, but the gift that they have in the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, many people haven't been told. It's why discipleship is so important. Uh, and uh, why being in church uh, is important. Uh, some people have forgotten um, David said, hey, restore unto me the joy of my salvation. Um, they're, 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 we're supposed to have faith that's unwavering, but we see even the disciples saying, uh, you know, um, uh, I believe, uh, help me with my unbelief. Uh, we, we are, uh, without God, uh, an absolute mess. Other people, they're indifferent. And this weekend, as I referenced this morning, um, there are people who, um, um, they have no clue as to why we, uh, we commemorate uh, Memorial Day uh, and salute the fallen. And, and, um, but just as, just as wrong as that is, there are a lot of Christians um, who, uh, who forget all that God has done for them. 
So today I really just wanted to spend some time in just reminding us of that. And uh, you say, well, I knew all that. Um, you know, uh, not, you said today, by the way, there's nothing new uh, under the sun. Uh, if I get up here and I'm preaching a lot of stuff that's, just, that's absolutely new to you, um, you know, that might be a warning flag, uh, you know, uh, come up with some new uh, theological thing or whatever. It's not that we don't, we dig deeper in, and I think one of the wonderful things about Bible study uh, and preaching is to be able to expose those things and, and uh, for kind of new, uh, new things that you didn't see in that passage uh, to come to light. But I'm not talking about that, uh, and, uh, but there are people, Christians, um, who don't have the joy of the Lord, uh, and, uh, and they're as just as apathetic about the things of God and their walk with God uh, as, uh, you know, some uh, liberal, um, you know, uh, aren't, they, they don't like the government, uh, they are against the armed service men and women and just all that kind of stuff, and they forget. And it's so irritating uh, that people have that attitude. But it's more irritating when we do as Christians uh, about God and the things of God. And, uh, and so I hope that you remember the greatest sacrifice uh, and that you remember the great Savior that we have. Let's all stand tonight and uh, five minutes till. And, uh, and let's just spend some time today uh, by way of invitation and just thanking God for who He is. Not just for what He's done uh, in saving us, but who He is and how He's there because we forget and maybe you have forgotten um, that you can be close to God and that God is there. Maybe you've complained to God. Maybe you blame God uh, for something that is taking place in your life. Uh, maybe spend a few minutes with Him tonight and say, God, I'm sorry. Uh, and, uh, and I haven't looked at it the right way. And the Word of God today has helped me. So as the invitation is open, let's just pray and let's just ask God to help us uh, to, to always view Him in light of Scripture and to not curate in our mind a, a God that's not the Bible God, that, um, you know, but to get to know Him as He is and what, how He's revealed Himself. And he is, he is good. All of us, at one time in our Christian life or another, um, either with something that's happened to us directly, indirectly, or to somebody uh, who we know who is going through a hard time, and we, we might not get to the point where we would just blame God, but, you know, we wonder um, why God would do that. We've been preaching on Wednesdays, David and Bathsheba, you know, wondering why would, why would God, uh, you know, take that baby? Why would he do that? We wonder. But God, God, his ways are higher than our ways.